I'm Jordan Paris, and this is Trending Up. All right, we are live, and I am here with Mala, and I'm sure you get this question all the time. How do you I say know. your last name, Mala? <laughs> I know. It's Subramaniam. Subra- Mala Subramaniam. I like that. Yeah. Close. So I, I'm here with Mala, and she's written a book called Beyond Wins, Eastern Mindset for Success in Daily Business Negotiations. And I love all things negotiation, sales, psychology, influence, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm excited to learn from uh, from Mala and her perspective on a, on the, all of this. First, Mala, why why did you write this book? Okay, great. Um, you know, I was laid off uh, from IBM. I worked in some of the major companies like IBM, uh, Dun and Bradstreet, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and GE. Uh, oh, when- GE, yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and when I was laid off uh, from IBM in 2005, I yeah, generally they have uh, the big companies walk you out. So I'm walked out and I'm sitting in the car mm. and I didn't move. I didn't want to move. I said, what happened? You know, my years in corporate just went by and it was like a flashback. I had a lot of wins. I was constantly winning. And, you know, I was placed in front of all the senior executives to make presentations. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, in all this constant winning, what I lost was a lot of friends, a lot of relationships, relationships with colleagues, with uh, vendors, with partners. And, and I felt like, oh, my God, you know, in the end, I'm laid off. All the wins are for the company. What did I uh, thing. What did I get out of this? Yeah, exactly. And where do I go from here? And then it, it just dawned on me, you know, I left behind a lot of my Indian principles. And India is all about relationships. It's about being more contemplative, thinking about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And and I said I need to go back to my roots. And I, I saw a lot of people leaving at uh, evening about 5 p.m. And I wanted to stop every one of them and say, hey, don't do what I did <laughs> and land here. So that's where it sparked my interest in teaching. So for 10 years, I taught uh, these uh, the negotiation and how to present, how to communicate. And in one of the classes, somebody told me, Hey Mala, I think you should teach this before I go. We go in and attend a course on negotiation, the typical negotiation courses where they are teaching you tools and techniques, and kind of it's very adversarial. What you're teaching is how do I build myself and gain that confidence and the contemplative nature. So that's where the book was born. I mm-hmm. said, okay, I need to write what I'm teaching. And, and the title "Beyond Beyond Wins." Where did where did that come from? Sure. Um, in fact, one of the chapters in the book is "Do you want to win or do you want to succeed?" Winning is short term. It has a beginning uh-huh. and an end, and you have a winner or a loser. You know, it's like a race. So you win so or you lose. We're playing. We're playing a long game here. I'm sorry. We're playing a long game here. Uh, yes, exactly. Success is more like taking people on your journey. 
and looking at more uh, more relationships as well as results. It's not that you sacrifice the results, but when you keep the relationship, the results are long term. So, what what's an example, like maybe a story from you know a negotiation that went beyond a win in sure. your life? Sure, uh, I uh, I taught uh, as an adjunct for cognizant technology solutions, and uh, when I started out with them, they called me and they said, uh, Mala, can you teach us presentation skills? And I could have named my price and it would have been, okay, the very first session I could have said, okay, $10,000 and they probably would have paid, but that relationship would not have lasted. I would have lost because my focus would have been Uh on the terms and conditions. Okay, this is what I will do. This is where I'll come. Whereas I said, okay, I have to balance between price and relationship. So I built a relationship. I gave a lot of things for free. I, uh, you know, I taught people, I coached people. So in the end of it, I taught them for 10 years. And not only did I teach them for 10 years, they sent me to some of the major companies in the United States to speak on their behalf on cross-cultural communications. So that was the best relationship uh, I can cite. And you know, you didn't, like you didn't charge them an arm and a leg? No, I didn't. I didn't charge them. Later on, uh, you know, they, we increased the price, but initially it was not about terms and conditions. It was Mm. not about, okay, this one, I'll charge you 10,000. These are the terms I have. You know, if I travel, you need to do this, this, and this. I didn't do that. Right. I mean, I guess like in the beginning, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. And, right. And yeah, like you're just getting your foot in the door too. Yes, I am getting a foot in the door. But since they reached out to me, I had a slightly upper hand. But my right. uh, focus, my focus was not on just the pricing or charging them for everything. Mine was yeah. I would give free executive coaching for them. So then I th- then I became an executive coach for Cognizant. So everything that I did was not with the intent of winning. It was with the intent of let's build the relationship. Yeah, and, and you know, making them jump through more hoops, like more requirements in terms like you know, travel this, uh, do that, you know, this price, uh, you know, making them jump through more hoops you know, it, it could have caused too much friction in, in the sense that, uh, you know, maybe they're like, ah, this, you know, Mala, she's, you know, she's not, you know, we're just going to stop replying to her emails or, or whatever. And, uh, and then te- the next 10 years of prosper of a prosperous business relationship wouldn't have happened if there was too much yeah. friction there. So I, I like how, yes, I see that, how that set you up for a more, I'm going to use the word win, a more long-term win long-term long-term relationship success the reason i distinguish between i think my book is the first book that distinguishes between win and success yeah because win win can only be one-sided the other person always loses and it it, it makes me it makes me rethink i I don't know i think to myself like oh win the day yeah maybe maybe that's a little short term like what, what what should i be saying instead i don't know does anything come to mind I, and yeah, I, I, you can say uh, I'm on a so journey to be successful. Yeah, I, I, I took the I'm first step. I, I, uh, I took the first step 
I mean, look, you're you're a very successful podcaster. You're on a journey Thanks. to be successful. Yeah, I'm on a journey. I I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that and uh, change change my thinking there. So one of the things you talk about, Mala, is uh, the chakra negotiation principles, which is really intriguing. I know, you know, my my uncle talks a lot about the the seven chakras and and whatnot. Uh, but I don't look. I don't know a ton about them. Tell me about uh, a few of the you know chakra negotiation principles. Okay, sure, sure. Let me just chakra means wheel, and I think you know that. But for everybody who is listening, a chakra is a Sanskrit word for wheel. And uh, so, basically, um, if you were to just to give a little preface for this, is when you go to uh, you know a doctor, a traditional doctor, they're only looking at. Uh, your, you know, the different organs and say, okay, eye, nose and everything, they're treating you. Whereas when you go to an Ayurvedic or more of a integrative uh, person, they're looking at your energy centers, the, the seven chakras, which are the energy centers, uh, centers, and they're asking, hey, is this in balance? If it's not in balance, you are in a diseased state. So they're going to look at you holistically. So this chakra is the hub of the wheel, basically is your contemplative mindset, like the success that we were talking about. And the seven behaviors that will support that, and I can just quickly list it. First of all, you have to, your, your goal has to be wise. It cannot be a short-term goal. Success. It has to be wise and it has to be inclusive and it has to be based on a need rather than wants or desires. Because if you base something on wants or desires, you, you're going to exhaust yourself. And so you have to base it on a need. So if well, what if, I mean, look, I want, you know, I think a lot, I mean, well, I, I mean, I don't need uh, to make this $100,000 deal, but like, I mean, I kind of want it, you know, is that, is that going against what you're saying here? It, it, it's not, I know. I mean, you as an individual, you can want things, but when you are in a negotiation, you have to base it on a need. For instance, let me give you an example. Uh, I, you know, I wanted a website done. So I'm going to the website designer and I'm going to say, hey, I want all my videos in there. I want all my YouTube uh, videos in there. I want 10 pages. I want all my photographs there. So it's all want. It's, it's, you can't exhaust that. Then the uh, website designer basically told me, Mal, what is it you really need? You need mm -hmm. to be visible. You need your, uh, you know, your ability to speak, your uh, ability to communicate. That needs to come out in the thing. You may want all this, but it's not going to get to your goal. So that is the difference between a need and a desire. But individually, I can want. I can want a million-dollar uh, sale. I can want a beautiful house. But it's only me. But when I'm interacting with other people, particularly in a negotiation, we want to make sure that it's based on need, not on uh, desires. Okay. okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. What else in uh, the – I understand that now. What else before I interrupted you there in the in That's the fine. I, you know, basically the, uh, the second principle is when something goes wrong, don't blame anybody. 
don't ask who, ask what. What went wrong? Because when you blame somebody, you're not taking ownership of the problem. Definitely. When you don't own the problem, you cannot solve it. And in companies constantly, what I felt was people were so afraid of being blamed that they forget to take the ownership of the problem and the mm -hmm. problem never gets resolved. So that's one of the things. And in negotiation, that becomes very important. And also dare to dream. You know, don't go in to the negotiation with a doomsday uh, thing. Oh, my God. You know, a lot of the people that I taught were dealing with clients and they said, oh, these clients are bad. They are making all these demands. We'll go there. We'll lose. And this is what I, I said. If you go with that attitude, you're definitely going to confront all that. Dare to dream. Yeah, gotcha. so that, that's one of the. Sorry, go ahead. Oh well, regarding the blame, I was gonna say it's, uh, you know, it's something that I I think about too. I don't forget who I learned it from, whether it was Robert Greene or someone like that. But essentially, think of the way people treat you, yeah, as largely flowing through you. In other words, like extreme ownership. Uh, does that like does that make sense? I. You know, it's just something that I think about in my head, not really something I verbalize too often, so it's hard to really explain it. But I see the way people treat me as um, largely a product of, you know, who I am and the energy that I'm giving off. And yes. I think it's very important to take that sort of ownership. Absolutely, because if I blame myself or if I go with the guilt, I'm inviting more yeah. of that. Totally. So it is. it is what I feel. So... In my book, I say, don't blame yourself or don't blame others. Don't ask who did it. Go and see what is the problem. How can I, you know, what is my uh, role in it? How can I solve it? Mm -hmm. Then the problem gets solved. And what is, you know, you talk about in your book, the communications signal. Can you, yeah. can you explain that? Sure. You know, a lot of people, you know, when in e emails, it just surprises me when people say, I communicated to Mala, so she'll mm -hmm. take care of it. And, and, and I always tell them communicate and to cannot come in the same sentence. It's with, because oh, a communication yeah, yeah, yeah. is a two-way uh, street, and it's basically communication is a conversation which concludes in a shared understanding. Like if you and I were negotiating, and we are ne negotiating on a problem and you have your own interpretation of the problem and I have another one, then we're not going in a shared understanding and that is not a negotiation, that's bargaining because you're only thinking about what you know of the problem and you're trying to resolve it and I'm resolving it because I think this is the problem. So there is no common understanding. Mm -hmm. And this happens, you know, one of the examples I give in the book is about the parent-teenager uh, parent, uh, conversations. You know, how initially if the child says, I want to, you know, the teenager says, I, I, you know, can I go out today? And the father says, no, you have to be back by 9 p.m. And then immediately the kid is going to take a stand. And that's what happens in negotiation. You give, you tell somebody something. It's like a green, it's like a traffic signal. The red stop is like telling somebody something and all you can do is react and mm -hmm. you cannot respond to that you the the yellow is kind of a message 
it says, okay, I have a message for you, so pause. So if I say, okay, you know, son, don't go, uh, you know, come before 9 p.m. because there's a lot of, you know, riots going on, a lot of problems going on, so I'm concerned about you, then he's not going to react. He's going to pause and think about it. Okay, my dad's concerned. Green signal is when you have an interactive, you know, have you heard of all these protests? What do you think about it? And the father said, you know, and the son says, I, if I come back by 9 p.m., everybody is going to call me a nerd. You know, then there is a dialogue that goes on. Yeah, you're talking with, with that more. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's better. Yeah, yeah. And then you come to a shared understanding. Okay, my dad is concerned about my safety and my uh, the dad is thinking, okay, he's concerned about looking like a nerd and I can't allow that to happen. So then there's a shared understanding. There is negotiation. Well, I see the way, you know, you did that, you know, you're using more, you know, questioning. Yeah. Exactly. As, as opposed to like coming out and making uh, a statement. And I think that that is, I think it's just a good style of communication. You know, you hear of like Nelson Mandela, uh, you know, learned a lesson from his father. Like he was always the last person to speak. Um, you know, it's something that I like to do too. I will, that something that I actually need to do more of, uh, I do catch myself sometimes um, and I, you know, I, and I stop and I ask the person before I share my opinion. Um, yeah, I just like, I think, I think that's like, I, you know, I'll, I'll be like, I did it the other day. I forget what it was, but I said, you know, oh, I, you know, I have, I have my, I have my opinion about this, but I actually, I'm just really curious about, uh, you and what you think about this first. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I wish I remember the context, but I think that's more, that is more what you're saying, talking with the other person Somebody. as opposed to talking at them, talking to them. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's important. what the traffic signal is. And even when you have come to a, uh, a your own understanding, unless it's a shared understanding, just think in a traffic signal, the green light has come. I still don't zoom past. I make sure nobody else is going to make a mistake. I still, you know, and, and that's what shared understanding is. Definitely. So, well, Mala, you know, we've gotten a great preview of this book. I'm actually going to share my screen real quick, show people the book on Amazon. That's trippy, isn't it? You yeah, see the, oh, my the, God. The, but, the, yeah, the vortex, whatever you want to call it. But here's, you can see your book right here on Amazon, right? Yes, thank you. Yes, here it is on Kindle, paperback. Any audiobook coming soon, Mala? Mm. No, I, okay. I, I, you know, that's probably a little bit longer term plan. I haven't thought about that yet because yeah, there's a lot of diagrams and graphics in there. You know, how do we translate that to uh, text is, right. is something I have to think about. That's difficult. Yeah. Good, I feel good like. point. Anyway, Beyond Wins, Eastern Mindset for Success in Daily Business Negotiations. We've gotten a great preview of it here in our conversation with Mala. Sub, wait, hold on. I'm going to get this. Subramanium. Did I get Perfect. it? Perfect. Okay, good. And Mala, I appreciate you. I linked to your LinkedIn profile in the description of uh, of this live so people can connect with you there. Oh, wait, wait. Do you, people can follow you, actually. Do you require an email? To, no, you don't. Never mind. It's someone else. But. People can connect with you on LinkedIn, get your book Beyond Wins. Mala, I appreciate your time very much. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. This was great. And we'll hit end broadcast. Peace, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much.